Does teaching your children to obey all the way, right away, and with a joyful heart seem completely unrealistic and maybe even unattainable to you? Do you wonder if that's what biblical obedience even is? Well, then we're so glad you're joining us for today's episode. I'm your host, Katie Morgan, and welcome to Parenting with Ginger Hubbard. Ginger is the best-selling author of Don't Make Me Count to Three, Wise Words for Moms, and I Can't Believe You Just Said That. She speaks at women's events, parenting conferences, and homeschool conventions across the country. You can check out her parenting resources and find out when she's speaking in or near your area at gingerhubbard.com. If you enjoy this podcast and find it encouraging, would you prayerfully consider partnering with us by making a monthly or even a one-time donation? Whether it's a dollar a month or $20 a month, your support helps to sustain this podcast and keep it on the air. Ginger and I are so grateful to listener Susan in Saskatchewan, Canada. I hope I said that right, Susan. I've never been. I'm impressed. Saskatchewan. I practiced it. Not that I would uh, know if she, it's right. <laughs> right, I know. Thank you, Ginger. We're, we're assuming we're correct. Um, and here's what Susan had to say. She said, your podcast has been such an encouragement to me. Just when I thought I was at a loss, you started your very first podcast episode. I have been here every week since then. Thank you so very much. Well, Susan, thank you so much for your support and for listening to our show. Listeners, if you feel led to partner with us, just go to gingerhubbard.com slash support to donate any amount. And thank you for your support, which enables us to further our mission to help parents reach the hearts of their children for the glory of God. If you're a homeschooling mom like me, then you know the excitement of peeling that protective film off a set of curricula complete with brand new lesson plans. But as we all know, a week or so into those plans, life happens. Someone gets sick. Someone leaves their spelling book at the soccer field. Someone gets stuck on a math concept. And suddenly, those lesson plans are completely obsolete. This is one of the many reasons I'm excited to introduce you to the BJU Press Homeschool Hub. When life inevitably happens and our plans change, the Hub calendar makes any necessary assignment adjustments with just a few clicks of a mouse. But that's not all it can do. I can look at the Hub dashboard and quickly see how my kids have progressed through their courses, what assignments they need to finish, and how many lessons they have before each course is completed. There's also a grade book that will track graded assignments and create report cards. My favorite part is that I can keep track of our wonderful BJU press courses as well as any other outside resources. So I have one tool that keeps track of everything. It's almost like they asked a bunch of homeschoolers, hey, what's the most stressful part of homeschooling? And then they developed an awesome tool to alleviate those issues. Next, I hope they'll get to work on the housekeeping hub. To find out more about BJU Press Homeschool Hub, go to BJUPressHomeschool.com and watch the video to learn more. Again, that's BJUPressHomeschool.com. Well, Ginger, our busy travel season is coming to an end. Summer is upon us, and we're hoping to slow down a little bit, both of us. Uh, But we know that many of our listeners are also wanting to slow down a bit and enjoy these summer months with family. So we are determined to have mostly shorter episodes this summer so you can get a quick boost of encouragement, a few good parenting tips, and get on with your summertime festivities. Yeah, but I do want to add here that Katie and I being determined to have shorter episodes doesn't necessarily mean we're going to have shorter episodes. That's the truth. (laughs) Some of those episodes that we were so determined to make shorter wound up actually being some of the longest. So we'll see. But yes, our goal is to make them shorter this summer. So hopefully at least some of them will be. All right. So on to defining biblical obedience. 
you guys have heard us encourage parents to teach their children to obey all the way, right away, and with a happy heart so many times on the podcast. So we decided that it's about time we take a biblical look at why these three requirements are so important. That's right. So let's start with the first part. Ginger, what do we mean when we tell our kids they must obey all the way? All the way means that biblical obedience is complete obedience. The importance of complete obedience is seen in the story of the partial obedience of King Saul in 1 Samuel chapter 15. God had instructed Saul to completely destroy the Amalekites, including all of their livestock. When Saul was confronted by Samuel after the battle, he was asked if he had fully obeyed God. Saul answered, saying that he had obeyed all that God commanded him to do, But Samuel heard the bleeding of sheep in the background, which confirmed that Saul had lied. He had not completely obeyed. God had commanded Saul to kill even the livestock, but he kept some. And after he was cold busted in a lie, he did what comes so naturally to us sinful folks. He tried to justify his disobedience. He said, but I only kept some of the sheep to offer his sacrifices to God. Mm -hmm. Sounds like a noble reason, doesn't it? (laughs) But Samuel replied, to obey is better than sacrifice. The consequences of King Saul's partial obedience resulted in the kingdom being taken from him. Pretty stiff consequences, but it shows us how seriously God takes it when we don't obey completely, or as we tell our younger kids, all the way. Ginger, in my experience, this partial obedience begins really early in a child's life and is actually a form of outright defiance rather than a lack of clarity. So we sometimes laugh when a toddler is told something like, please don't put your hand in your water glass. And so they just put the tip of one finger in there. And it's tempting to laugh and shrug it off because this kind of tug of war starts early and often, and it's kind of cute. But those seemingly small acts of partial obedience will certainly lead to greater sins with greater consequences if we leave them unchecked. That's right. Once we establish that obedience is all the way, we require obedience to be right away. Yep. So right away means that biblical obedience is instant. It's without delay. We've probably all heard that classic injunction, delayed obedience is disobedience. Mm. When a parent asks a child to do something once in a normal tone of voice, the child should be expected and required to obey promptly. The consequences of delayed obedience are seen in the life of Jonah. God told Jonah to go to Nineveh and preach the word because the people there were wicked and they didn't know God. But Jonah rebelled against God's command because he wanted no part in offering hope to the Ninevites. Jonah was a prophet of Israel, and Nineveh was one of Israel's greatest enemies. But God, who, according to 2 Peter 3, 9, is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance, kept telling Jonah to go. He eventually did go, but his delay in obeying put his life and the life of others in great danger. You guys can read more about that in Jonah chapters 1 and 2. And it's the same with our kids. Delayed obedience can actually put them in danger. My kids were sitting in the shallow end of a lake one time when a water moccasin came out of nowhere and started slithering on top of the water toward my kids. It was really scary. Water moccasins, I'm sure you guys know, they're super aggressive and very venomous. And that snake was so close and it was slithering so fast, but I didn't want my kids to panic. So I calmly but firmly told them to get out of the water and come to me. Thankfully, 
they both obeyed without delay. I mean, had they not, one or both of them might not be here today. Mm. Now, my daddy, on the other hand, who is terrified of snakes, instigated a full-on panic one time, kind of the same situation. We were all standing on the dock, and Alex was floating in the water right beside us when daddy spotted a snake in the water, and he did what he always does when he sees a snake. He completely panicked. I'm talking, you know, carrying on like Chief Brody and Jaws, frantically waving his arms, running up and down the pier, yelling for everybody to get out of the water. <laughs> okay, that movie actually came out six years before I was born. I have seen enough <laughs> clips, though, to know what you mean, but yeah, well, I, haven't, I haven't seen the full movie. You're so young. I don't recommend it, Katie. You don't need to see it. You'll never want to get in the ocean again. It was traumatizing. Oh, I yeah. <laughs> it, yeah, it was traumatizing for me. I actually saw that in the theater when I was seven years old. I don't know what no my way. parents were thinking. <laughs> Oh, good grief. (laughs) Anyway, when Daddy panicked, Alex panicked, of course, but thankfully she was close enough to the dock that Daddy was able to reach down and grab her by the life jacket and yank her out of the lake. And then he proceeded to use a pistol to blow the snake to smithereens. A pistol? A pistol. And Katie, when I say smithereens, I do mean (laughs) smithereens. That snake was in 10 pieces and Daddy was still firing that pistol. I'm like, Daddy... The head is on the other side of the dock. You can stop shooting now. And he yells, yeah, I know, but it might just be stunned. Oh, Ginger. (laughs) You know, I'm not sure if the snake or your daddy would have been more traumatizing to me at that moment. But your family needs to quit going to the lake, apparently, is the story. (laughs) We're at the lake right now recording, actually. The kids aren't here, though. Nobody's blowing anything up. Nobody's blowing anything up. Yeah, it was quite the sight. Uh, Katie, there was another time that he was out doing yard work and mama saw him dancing around the yard and yelling snake. And so she calmly walked outside and looked at it and said, Chuck, I'm pretty sure that's an earthworm. No. (laughs) I mean, I really do think it was an earth. Daddy kills anything that even looks like a snake. (laughs) He kills all the snakes, even the ones that are supposed to be good to have around. And his motto has always been, the only good snake is a dead snake. Even if it's an earthworm. <laughs> all right. So anyway, all right, enough of that. Back to the first story that didn't involve Barney Fife running up and down the dock waving a pistol. <laughs> the point is that teaching our kids to obey right away without delay, as I said, it really could actually save their lives. Mm-hmm. We've talked about how the popular method of counting to three actually encourages kids in delayed obedience, which is disobedience. If we don't expect our kids to obey until we count to three, they're probably not going to obey until we start counting. Requiring instant obedience, that leaves no room for question or confusion. It's so much easier. It's so much less confusing, and it is definitely more biblical. And, you know, let's look at it like this. If one of our kids is reaching up for a scalding pot of boiling water or about to run out into traffic, do we really want to have to count to three before they obey? Right. And that is such a good point, Ginger. Safety is probably one of the most obvious reasons to require immediate obedience from our kids. But even that doesn't always persuade parents not to fall back on that whole counting to three habit. So parents, if you have developed this habit of counting to three with your kids or generally not following through with the issues of disobedience, I highly recommend that you get a copy of Ginger's book, Don't Make Me Count to Three. Do it right away. Without delay. (laughs) Actually, you can wait until the end of this episode and uh, get a discount code for it. There you go. Okay, Ginger, last one. Biblical obedience is all the way, right away, and with a happy heart, or as we say in our home, with a joyful heart. That's right. God requires not only outward obedience, but also inward obedience that comes from the heart. Psalm 102 says that we are to serve the Lord with gladness. If children are happy only when they can have their own way, 
they're not truly happy. True happiness is a result of a heart choice that delights in obeying. Real joy comes to children who know that their obedience pleases God and honors their parents. Mm -hmm. Parents should expect obedience and right attitudes from their children. If a child is obeying with a wrong attitude, he's, he's not obeying in a way that pleases God. Alex was my wild child. There was never a question of her intentions when she chose to disobey. She was all in. (laughs) Wesley's disobedience was a little bit hard to decipher because he was just more compliant by nature. And so he would usually obey completely and instantly, but he was pretty quick to cop an attitude. Wesley had far more consequences for disobeying with his attitude than for direct disobedience. So he would do what I told him to do, but he would stomp and pout in the process. And it took a lot of correction to teach him that complete obedience is expressed with a joyful heart and a right attitude. That being said, Ginger, I want to make sure that our listeners understand that just because our child doesn't automatically obey with a joyful heart doesn't mean we shouldn't require discipline. We can't change their hearts. Only God can do that, but we can certainly shepherd their hearts as we require obedience. And in my experience, my heart attitude toward my children during this process will most certainly affect their heart attitude. Not many people find it easy to joyfully obey a screaming dictator. That's that's for sure. Proverbs 15.1 reminds us that a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Our attitudes definitely set the stage for our children's attitudes because they learn by our example. Mm -hmm. And keep in mind that right attitudes are issues of the will and not the emotions. So a child can choose to be happy and content. And God has called him to do this in Philippians 2.14. That says, do everything without complaining and arguing. And 1 Thessalonians 5, 16 through 18 says, be joyful always, pray continually, giving thanks to God in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Allow me to quote Roy Lesson here. He, sa- he I love him. He has so many good things to say about um, child training. He says, feelings and emotions are a barometer of the will. When a child chooses an appropriate attitude and obedience to God, the appropriate emotional response will follow. And that's the end of Roy's quote. Even a small child can be told, sweetie, you need to obey with a joyful heart. I often had to remind Wesley that his attitude was a choice. Now, Don't get me wrong here. Emotions are good, but I didn't want Wesley to be a slave to his emotions. So I would remind him, honey, you are choosing to have a bad attitude when you should be choosing to obey with a right attitude because that pleases God. Now, let me just add this. Of course, children should be encouraged to come and freely talk about their thoughts and feelings and ask questions, but they should be encouraged and required to do this with an appropriate tone of voice and with respect. Now is the part of our show where we give a quick tip for parents. Today's quick tip is courtesy of Laura in Missouri, and here's what she says. I used to work at a daycare, and one day, one of my coworkers was going in the kitchen at nap time and came out with a spoon of peanut butter. I asked what it was for, and she said one of the kids had hiccups. I wondered if it worked, so I tried it next time I had hiccups, and it did. You need about a half tablespoon to a tablespoon of peanut butter and put the whole thing in your mouth at once and swallow somewhat slowly, but not too slow. It's literally the only thing that has worked every time for me. I've used it for myself and my kids. No need to be miserable with hiccups anymore. I need to try this. You know, Katie, I've actually tried that several times and it has never worked for me or my kids, Um, but I've heard folks swear by it. I think your kids are immune to peanut butter because you let them have peanut butter cups for breakfast. 
Do you think that's why? They, the peanut butter trick doesn't work for them. No, the peanut butter cups for breakfast were courtesy of my parents. It was one of those exceptions to the rules I made because I think grandparents deserve the right to spoil their grandkids just a little. And of course, then send them back home with a sugar high. That's always fun. If you have a quick tip for our show, we would love to hear from you. It can be any random tip about cooking, housekeeping, something you do with your kids, ideas for fun date nights with your spouse, anything at all. We would love to share your ideas on the podcast. Just go to gingerhubbard.com slash quick tips to submit those. Well, Ginger, this episode was pretty straightforward and not all that full of personal stories and extra fluff, which is unusual for us, except for the part about your dad blowing snakes out of the water. Uh, I don't think that really counts as fluff content, though, because that's just terrifying. (laughs) But before I completely undo the unfluffiness of this episode, can you please leave us with a final word of encouragement? When we call our children to obey us all the way, right away, and with a happy heart, we're setting a standard and preparing them to obey Jesus, which is our ultimate goal. Parents, we have a wonderful opportunity to help shape the habits of our children. So let's encourage them to be in the habit of obeying us completely, instantly, and joyfully so that hopefully when they surrender to the Lordship of Christ and come under His authority, they might find it a little easier to obey Him the same way. Thank you so much, Ginger, and thank you listeners for joining us. If you enjoyed our show and want to hear more, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening. And while you're there, can you leave us a rating or a review? This is a huge help to us to get the word out about our podcast so that other parents can be encouraged to reach the hearts of their children. Do you have a parenting question? We invite you to submit it at gingerhubbard.com slash askginger, and we'll do our best to answer it in a future episode. And while you're on the website, you can find our show notes, which will include links to anything we mentioned in today's episode. Also on gingerhubbard.com, you can find Ginger's wonderful resources that will help you get to the heart of outward behavior and address it from a biblical perspective. So today, as promised, we're offering Ginger's best-selling parenting book, Don't Make Me Count to Three, A Mom's Look at Heart-Oriented Discipline, as well as the six-week study guide at a 10% discount when you use the code parenting at gingerhubbard.com. If you'd like daily encouragement and parenting advice from Ginger, be sure to follow her on Instagram at ginger.hubbard. And you can connect with me on Instagram at Katie in a Corner. That's K-A-T-Y in a Corner. If your church might be interested in hosting Ginger and me for a women's event or to bring Ginger in for a parenting conference, please fill out the contact form at gingerhubbard.com and we'll get back to you with more information. Thank you so much for joining us today. We look forward to being with you again next week. Until then, may God bless you as you seek to reach the hearts of your children for the glory of God. I think grandparents deserve the right to spoil their grandkids just a little bit (laughs) and then send them back home with a sugar high, of course. That's right. That's what grandparents are good for. That's right. I'm not going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just throwing them out here today, Ginger. That's the only thing grandparents are good for. That's all you guys are good for. (laughs) Peanut butter cups for breakfast. All right. (laughs)